When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Seattle kicked that field goal, so they uh, are have still in the chance. Knocked not the lines out. They the might not be through out. yet. They have to hope that now they have to. Even though they've locked, knocked the lines out, they've now got to hope the Lions beat the Packers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun way of making friends. Yeah. Uh, where's that game? Where is that it? That is, I think it's in Detroit. I'll double check that very quickly. Oh, that'll be. A uh, yeah, it's in Detroit. Yeah. Flat atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're immediately just seeking revenge. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Fair enough. Um, welcome back to Mornings. Last half hour of the show, Julian King coming up with Afternoons. We'll check in with Jules shortly to see what he's got uh, coming up for his three hours on SEN. But uh, right now we're going to talk a little bit of football, as in round ball, as in world game, as in Garang Quoll being loaned to Hearts. He signed with Newcastle United, of course. He moved from Central Coast Mariners in the A-Leagues. And uh, looks like Dom, who's still with us, um, Hello. he's going to go to Hearts, which is just about a two-hour drive, Edinburgh to yep. Newcastle. I think I'm right there, Mark, am I? Yeah, about two hours, two and a half. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did it in two, but didn't pick up a speeding ticket. So, <sighs> oh. <yeah>. It was <laughs> late at night, though, and no, I was sober, so it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> just to quantify totally what was happening. Uh-huh. But um, beautiful city, city, Edinburgh, but uh, a little bit different Terrigal in December to Edinburgh in January. So, Garang, hopefully he's taken his coat. Good move. What do you reckon, guys? Oh, 100%. And he's joined by Cam Devlin, Nathaniel Atkinson. Is there anyone? Corals. Corals. That's Mm. it. So that's that's. I think that's the most important part for him. Transitioning from Australia to Europe, just living style can be enough to affect a player's play style on the field. So Mm. good to have some familiar faces around, kind of get him into it. And hopefully next season he's back in Newcastle in the fold. I don't think so, though. He's going to be one of the best players in the SPFL. Outside of the old firm, you reckon? Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I really, I really do. I, it's like that's my. I followed Scottish football. That's the main thing I follow. I can't. There's no player I think has been as exciting than Grand Qual could be in in the SBL. It's it's hard to think of players right now that are that good. Um, Physicality's the thing. Um, oh, he's gonna get beaten up. Oh, absolutely. He's gonna get smacked. But uh, I mean, looking at <clears throat> when I was recently over there, the. the the development system in English football, they rely heavily on the Premier League 2, which is a lot of under-21s, under-23s um, playing. Garang's got a way to get to that physical status, let alone Premier League football. Premier League football physically um, intensity is easily the – or not. I wouldn't say easily. The German German league's pretty physical and, and full-on, but it, it is the most physical. It is the hardest to get your body through and, and, and cope with. So Garang's got a – I reckon he's two years off playing Premier League football. Now, I, w- I hope I'm wrong, but because two years ago this kid was playing in Shepparton. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, playing under 16s yeah, in yeah. Shepparton. So he's jumped over every hurdle so far, but um, hopefully he can accelerate that process. But I, I do think it, it's going to be a not as quick a process as it was for him to get into the A-Leagues and, and get up to speed. I think he's coming from a team like the Mariners who, if I had to compare that to the Scottish leagues the Mariners this year they're playing very well but mm. in terms of the size and the scale and the players that he's playing with it's lower level of that SPL as well like it's it's okay. the it's the Dundees it's the Dundee United's mm. Motherwell that type of level is what the Mariners are maybe even lower than that 
and I think going to Hearts it is a bit of a step up, a step up. He has good players at Hearts as well. He's not playing. He's not going to go into a team immediately be the best one and have to do it all himself. Yep. He's going to get some help at Hearts as well. Uh, unfortunately, back here in Australia, Nani mentioned earlier in the show the uh, the Melbourne victory marquee. He's uh, blown his ACL, so he is out for the season. Um, yeah, the, the marquee signing, the one that they invested so much uh, money and, and marketing expertise in is gone as well. Um, FA Cup over the weekend. So this is the third round of the FA Cup. This is when some of the lower teams get to meet some of the big guns. Yep. Uh, when the big guns like the Premier League team and the championship teams enter the FA Cup. So third round, it's always traditionally the first weekend in January. What did it throw up on the weekend, Dom? Well, the first big upset, League Two side, which is the fourth tier in England, Stevenage, taking down Aston Villa, 90th minute winner from Stevenage. And I absolutely love this tweet from the official Stevenage Twitter. This was in the 60th minute, 66th minute. They're down 1-0 and they tweet, Felipe Coutinho comes off. The substitution took longer than usual as they had to dig him out of Luther James Wilden's back pocket. <laughs> that is a lot of talk from a League <laughs> 2 club on down a, 1-0. On a guy that's probably on 200 grand a year <laughs> <laughs> and played for Brazil. <laughs> right. Yeah. But well, they ended up winning. They won. Uh, a bit of shocking goalkeeping there from Olsen in goals. Let it in at the front post. We watched that yeah, during the ad break there. And yeah, Stevenage through. So hopefully they can upset a few more teams. Uh, Liverpool 2, Wolves 2. Um, Jurgen Klopp, prior to the game, complained about having to have replays. Guess what you got, <laughs> Jurgen? Right at, yeah. And But they were lucky to get a replay yep. in the end. Very, Liverpool. very lucky. Uh, what was the VAR screens were down? Yeah. I think that was the official reasoning. But um, I, I, was it the Pussycat Dolls that had that song, Be Careful What You Wish For Because You Just Might Get It? <laughs> You're because, telling the story, Dom. Because <laughs> I remember listening to that as a seven-year-old. Okay. And that has stuck with me for the rest of my life. So, Jürgen, listen to the Pussycat Dolls. What about some of the Pussycat Dolls um, video clips when you were seven? Has that stuck with you as well? No comment. Right. <laughs> Spurs, Harry Kane, goal, shock. Uh, Manchester United, they're, they're going from strength to strength at the moment. Everyone's happy. Ronaldo's out of their hair and all of that. So, hey, did you see that Ronaldo story on the weekend as well? Uh, which one? With El Nasser? So many. Is it the one about his n- partner the, being able to stay in, in guitar? No, no, not that one. Oh, okay. The, um, There's been too many. Uh, the one where he got to Saudi Arabia and they wanted to to play him, Al Nasser, his new yeah. club, who were paying him that astronomical amount of money. But then they realized that he actually had a suspension yeah. <laughs> and couldn't play. Yeah. Isn't there also an issue they have? Too many international Too many players. foreigners. Yeah. So they had to, <laughs> so they have to, get rid they had of to ring one of the guys and say, oh, Cristiano's coming. Can you go away, please? Yeah. So pay him out. Get rid of him. But um, so <laughs> Ronaldo, they pushed and pushed and pushed to say, and at one stage they were going to say, oh, don't worry about that suspension. We're just going to play him. FIFA, who oversee all of this, are like, uh, no, it doesn't work like that. It yeah. doesn't work like that. They, he might still be in trouble, actually, because he was <laughs> – so what they did, they live-streamed him in a – on an exercise bike watching the match, <laughs> Al Nasser. <laughs> but because he was suspended, he wasn't meant to be in the dressing room. Oh. He's not allowed in the dressing room. He's not allowed in the playing area uh, yep, yep. as well. I, I, I'm sure he'll get away with it. But, uh, yeah, interesting um, start to life in Saudi Arabia for um, Cristiano Ronaldo. I've done some digging. Uh, it's Vincent Abubakar, the former FC Porto striker. He was a mm. fantastic striker in his days at Al Nasser now. He has not been officially terminated as of this morning. So I'm not too sure what's happened there because he was the rumoured name to make way for Cristiano. Now, I'm not making any allegations, but it is the Saudi Arabian League at the end of the day. And mm. they've just spent 
$200 million on Ronaldo. I'm sure they've sorted something out. They'll find a way. They will find a way, cash or no cash. They'll find a way. I mean, everyone looks at Saudi Arabia with Ronaldo and go, oh, isn't it sad? And yeah, it is. I mean, mm. you'd expect a player of his standing to finish at a club where um, where it's the, the stakes are a bit higher in terms of worldwide acclaim and playing Champions League, whatever. But the, the Saudi League actually is really well supported. Mm-hmm. The country is mad for its football. Now I'm not, <laughs> I'm not having, <laughs> like making watching. a social, uh, making a comment on their, you know, what goes on in that country and yeah. um, how they deal with dissidents and all of that. I'm just purely saying that they absolutely love their football. So they are a football mad nation. They're not just trying to to buy it. Qatar. Yeah. Not a football mad nation. Like they having a look at some of the video, they're going through withdrawal symptoms right now. Everyone <laughs> in Qatar, literally like you, some of their club games have restarted. There's 300 people there. There's no football culture like across the board in Qatar. In Saudi, there is. Ask any Western mm-hmm. Sydney Wanderers fan what it's like. Yep. And they had 60,000 people at Al-Halal in the Champions League final in 2014. There's a great World Cup as well. The beating Argentina as well, yep. Saudi Arabia. So like they've mm. got something to come off. Only team to be there. the world champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they have a bit more of a football culture, but I still can't quite believe that that's what it's come to for Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you remember that uh, ACL grand final? I think the first leg, or the second leg was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, first leg here. The the Prince of Saudi Arabia bought every ticket in the stadium and was giving them out for free to the fans. Mm. Three hours before kickoff, they closed the gates because every seat was taken. And there was 12 Wanderers fans in a box by themselves. Yeah. The yeah. Wanderers actually walked out onto the pitch. Mm. They, they weren't quite sure what they were about to walk in. They'd been told that it was going to be a pretty hot atmosphere. But they walked out on the pitch an hour before kickoff and there were 60,000 people there and they couldn't have a conversation with each other on the pitch. <laughs> it was so loud. It was so loud. So you imagine what it was like during yeah. the game. And then one of the great refereeing performances of all time from the <laughs> Japanese ref, who I forget, missed about eight penalties for yeah. wander, uh, for Wanderers against. And, um, yeah, they, they won the Asian Champions League. D- deservedly so. Any international news from the world of football? Yeah, well, look, as a proud Italian myself, I was really upset to see that Gianluca Viali passed away over the weekend. Mm. Um, obviously, I didn't know too much about his playing career. I know him more for his assistant coaching role with Italy at the most recent Euro campaign. And, he kind of spurred on that Italian spirit that Italians all around the world have. And he was one of the main reasons for that win. I think if he's not there, there's, there's, I don't think there's a Euro title for Italy there. So I was incredibly sad to see him pass away and uh, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Known in the English speaking world a lot for his time with, uh, with Chelsea, but obviously a great career in Italy before it. And he, he befriended, became close mates with Roberto Mancini in his time at Sampdoria, which were a really successful club in the nineties in Italian yep. football. And, um, yeah, really charismatic type as well, Viali. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, the great man. So, um, yeah, we're off to a quick break. I think we'll do some more transfer rumours and football. If you're a football fan on the mornings this week, um, yeah, we'll bring you plenty of it. If you're not a football <laughs> fan, apologies. We'll give you plenty of warning to maybe switch off and go make a cup of coffee, but come back to us. Come back to us now because uh, we're going to wrap up the show after this with Julian King who will tell us what's coming up on Afternoons.